Howdy folks, it's Alec here to remind you to check the trigger warnings before today's episode. So get comfy and you can find everything in the description down below, including our new transcripts. Have a safe listen. Mythill presents Circe's Episode 8. I can't sleep. Hey Elias, do you have a minute? I'm rather busy, so good day to you, Dr. Timor. Close the door on your way out. I understand you're mad, Elias, but birding in your office won't help either of us. Good, because I'm not trying to be helpful. Elias, please. I'm sorry I lost my temper at you. It wasn't right of me to speak to you that way. Then we agree. Now, what do you expect to come out of this conversation? It's clear you see me as your subordinate. Elias, I didn't mean to make you feel like that. Then stop treating me like I don't know what's going on around me. I am more than qualified and I know every inch of this hospital. I know you've been in this hospital for years now and it is annoying to watch someone else take a job you were sure was in the bag already, but I don't make the rules around here. I had that conversation with Matthew, you know, when I first heard about you. He didn't believe I was ready to take on that role. Then there's nothing I could do to change that. You could resign. (laughs) What good would that do? You would just be denied all over again. Matthew isn't going to change his mind after just a few months. I mean, he might have. Look, let's not talk about this anymore, because it won't matter. I'm not going to resign. I like it here, and I'm sorry I came in the way of your plans, but I worked hard to be where I am, and you aren't going to ruin that for me. Don't pretend like I'm trying to sabotage you. I just want things to go back to the way it was. I am well aware of that. You've made that very clear. But I didn't come to try to befriend you. I just wanted to apologize. If I say I accept your stupid apology, will you leave me alone? You don't have to forgive me, you know? I'm saying sorry because I want to, and I really didn't feel well about what I did. You know, that didn't answer my question. (sighs) Yeah, we aren't getting anywhere with this. Think what you want. At the end of the day, that doesn't matter much. I uh, got a letter from one of the staff that said this should be recorded and assessed urgently. So, if you could be so kind, it would be of great help. I'll take that as a yes, then. You do that, Elias. Wait, Dr. Timor? Yes? What happened to Leo? No one told me what came of that case after he left. Your call to CPS did actually make a huge difference if you were worried about that. They did a full background check of the parents and gathered some proof that the environment wasn't safe to return to. 
They determined that Leo needed to be removed from his parents with no contact unless he wishes so after he turns 18. We aren't even allowed to know the location Leo lives in now, but I got the chance to talk to his foster parents and they're a very lovely pair of women. Thank you. Of course. Good luck on the assessment. Here I have a session, or rather, a letter handed to me by Mr. Timor. It seems to have been written today on the 7th of November, 2022, by Alexander Rasmussen. It seems to be regarding his sleeping problems. The session will be recorded and assessed by Elias Emanuel Short, therapist in training at Sunshine Valley Mental Institution. I can't sleep. It's as simple as that, or maybe I wish it was as simple as that. I can't tell you what's keeping me awake or how I managed to tire myself out to the point where even sleep seems impossible. It's funny how your head can feel so lost in a sea of thoughts that you didn't start. It's all just a mumble-jumble of randomness that you can't explain even if asked. I'm young, yet I've never felt so old and run down. My life seems empty of all meaning, and I wonder when my eyes will start to feel heavy or how long I'll have to wait before my body allows me the sweet relief of sleep. Not just yet. I could reach out and ask for help, but what good would that be? They can't help me where I have gone, and no amount of convincing can pursue the peaceful sleep to overtake me. I heard them speak about me. The tones of worry like no other when they told me I must be suffering a burnout. I do not have time to rest a weary eye. I have things to do, projects to finish. I am the hand that holds the pen, and a sleeping eye writes no tales for the living. So I tire my vessel till the night overtakes me, and I once again find the hopeless thoughts dragging me into an empty pit that leaves me hollow, but allows me for the creativity of a broken man. Everything is cracking upon me, but no one fills me with glue, so I fall apart. I can't sleep. Maybe it's because of the many thoughts that fight for dominance inside my head, or perhaps it's the smell that rafts through the air, filling me with dread. Did I leave a mess and forgotten about it? Had it managed to turn rotten throughout it? Was that a rhyme? How awful I've always hated those. I can't explain why I hate them. I just know I do. Maybe my foolish guess won't be too far from the truth, though. Could it perhaps be that what's keeping me awake is the putrid decay of my once-so-functional brain? When did I replace the fuel with trauma? Was that a choice made by me or the large human-like creature that call me their daughter? Am I their daughter? No, I can't be. I can't sleep but I can see the shapes of my body in the dim light of the lamp. I am a man. What does that mean? If I can't sleep, then why do the scars across my chest even matter? If I can't sleep, does it matter whether I was born a man or a woman? Because in reality, I was born neither. No one is born a man or a woman. We are just assigned a label that makes it easier for society to put us in a box. A man and a woman are adults with a plan. Adults who don't lay awake and wonder why they can't sleep. Am I a man, or am I still a boy? Just a boy waiting for his parents to love him. 
I was someone's son once, despite the huffing of those estranged adults that didn't want it so. I am not awake, but I am not asleep either. My brain is starting to seep out of my ears when I talk. Maybe I should learn to shut my mouth. Maybe then he wouldn't have left me. Maybe then he would pee in my bed beside me. Maybe then I wouldn't be alone and awake. I had been looking at wedding wings before he left me. His hand in mine, despite the fight that had kept us on our toes. He wasn't for me to have, but I still wonder what his hand would have looked like in mine when I slipped the ring onto his finger. What a strange line of thought for someone you can't own. He isn't yours, you idiot. He probably never loved you to begin with. Once you found out he had given up on you while you were still planning to marry him, you started to question it all, didn't you? I bet there was a moment when you looked in the mirror and hated everything he had ever loved about you, everything he had ever touched, and everything he would never touch again. He's gone now, for who would want a boy who can't sleep? There's that smell again. I wonder where it must have started. It is so strong that it must be what is resting against my face. My brain is dead. Burnout or brain dead. How am I so alive when my brain has rotted up my insides? And now all I can see is this slime. Slime that drips and seeps and tastes so foul. Slime that won't leave no matter how hard I scrub. 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 I'm wide awake. Maybe that's a lie, because it seems I am just unable to achieve the one thing I desire. What is rest to a failure? You earn the sleep, and you haven't earned it. You screwed up, and now you must stay awake and ponder on everything that has ever gone wrong. You lost him. You didn't work hard enough, and now he's gone and he's never coming back. Well, won't you realize that he's never coming back? Your punishment for being a fool is this wakeful nightmare that won't seem to come to an end. God, when will I be able to sleep? The lamp you're using to write, doesn't that feel empty as well? The cute figurine doesn't change the story behind the damn lamp. Those lights you need to be able to see, a token of a past lover. Was he a past lover? Is that what you choose to call him? No, he wasn't your lover, and you know it. He was the man that ruined you and left nothing to retrieve. The lamp is a tombstone, a reminder of a life you shouldn't have lived. The smiles were never worth the tears. Yet you are the one who's locked up while he is living his life. And must he rest in sleep while you suffer in the wake? It smells like him when you get too close. And what wouldn't you give to forget that smell? My life is too full of regrets. Or have I just forgotten to live? I'm not sure. The smell keeps digging into me and I wonder when I'll give in to the pressure. Not quite yet. My eyes feel heavy and I know if I could just muster to close my eyes, I would be out like a light. But I am not welcome in dreams. The keys won't dance under my fingers, and I can feel the frustration inside my body. Words can be so hard when your brain won't play the game. Oh, that's right. My brain is gone now. Just a decayed compost of what it might have been before.
I am so tired, but I just can't sleep. I hope to soon be overtaken by either slumber or the sweet relief of my demise. I wish to no longer relive the moments of my life that I can't change, and I wish for the smell to stop. Cursed be my rotten brain. Strange is a sleep-deprived mind. It's almost fascinating how it can warp our perspective of the world around us. I had previously been informed about Mr. Rasmussen and his hardship with sleep, yet I haven't realized it had gotten so dire. When we stay up for a longer period of time, hallucinations tend to develop as one of the side effects. Mr. Rasmussen seems to have experienced both visual and olfactory hallucinations, olfactory being a hallucination of certain smells. It seems to be none of the meds we have tried previously have had an effect on Mr. Rasmussen. I wonder what his caretakers are going to try once I hand over this audio file to them. Elias, sorry to bother you, but the final decision on what will be done about Alexander has been made, and I thought you'd want to be updated. Oh, already? Um, what have they decided? With permission from Alexander himself, he'll be put in a medically induced coma. Since his current state is doing great damage to his brain, um, he'll be escorted to the hospital later today. I really hope it all works out for him, but thank you for telling me. Oh, and I almost forgot. I actually came to give you this. What is it? It's a letter from Leo. I was told to hand it to you before I clock out. Thank you. Um... Can I have a moment? Of course. I'll leave you to it, and I'll see you tomorrow. All right. Dear Elias, I hope it's okay to call you Elias. I never asked what you preferred to be called. I'm writing to you as I'm waiting for my foster family to come pick me up. I've already met them once. They're both nice people, and I think I'll be happy with them. I hope. The thing is, I wanted to thank you. No one's ever believed me in the way you have. Thank you for listening when no one else did. You gave me a new shot at life, and I won't forget what you've taught me. I'm not broken, and neither are you. I hope to become just like you when I grow up. I promise I'll never forget you. And this won't be the last time you hear from me. Cairo gave me your address, and I'll be writing you a letter whenever I wish you could have been there with me. But until I can study as your apprentice, someday. I wish you the best of luck. I know you'll be the best therapist, and you're going to touch more lives than you'll ever be able to believe. I miss your company. Your Your friend, friend, Leo. Leo. Miss you too, buddy. Circe's is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. Today's episode featured Alexander Bautna as Elias Emanuel Short, Henry Johannesson as Cairo Midas Timor, Link as Leo. Audio edited by 
Els Sari and Henry Johannesson. Manuscript edited by Talia Hoylund and Rita Bauner. And written by Alexander F. Bauner. If you like what we do, give us a rating on your podcaster of choice. Or check out our Kofi, where we have some art up for sale. You can donate however much you feel comfortable with. If you like to engage with more of what we do, check us out on our public Discord. All links will be below in the description. Thank you for today. Hello again, friends. It's Alec. I am here to share with you that we now have a transcript. <laughs> and because we're working hard and might not always have the time to get it all up to date, it will be there as soon as possible if it isn't out already. Until next week. Bye.